My next guest on Tea Time is Claire Allergies, former physician to Sir Captain Tom Moore. Claire shares what it is like working through a pandemic and guiding people through the do's and don'ts of staying safe. She also chats about the time that she spent with national hero Captain Tom and the ray of sunshine that he has brought to the NHS and Chelsea and Westminster Hospital this year. Let's find out more. Welcome to Tea Time with me, Ali Monjak, Claire. So how are you? I Sounds like you've had some bit of a trying time at the moment. Yes, <laughs> with the power cut this morning, but slowly getting everything back online and thank goodness the fridge recovered. So <laughs> that's all good. I know. It, it, it's weird times, isn't it? Because, you know, if something goes wrong, it, it's almost like an operation in itself just to get somebody out to help. Absolutely. But luckily, my other half's quite savvy with these kinds of things. So we've <laughs> I'm just like, fix everything quickly. <laughs> oh, well, no, that, that's really good. I mean, but you, I mean, you're a doctor, aren't you? I mean, how long have you been a GP? So I'm a physician associate, which is slightly different, but it's a medical role. It's a different title. But um, 10 years now, actually, um, I was the first class of London to do this particular role. Um, and I feel um, a bit old and, and long in the tooth with it now, actually. It really is a dedication, isn't it? Anything to do with being medical, it really is. Yeah. Um, you know, you are dedicated to it. So, I mean, that that's quite a fancy title. So just explain <laughs> to the listeners what that actually means. So a physician associate is a role that's in the States. Um, and it came out about 45 years ago, post-war where they needed uh, people that were medically trained, but without sort of a specialty, one specialty, to be able to go to where the help was needed. Um, so basically you could be cross specialties with a real breadth of knowledge. Um, and so it came out here in the UK because we need people that can cross special specialise um, because Lord knows we always need more help in the NHS. Um, so I like to think of it as medicine for the commitment phobe. So I do um, GP work as well as dermatology um, and have dipped into a bit of urgent care as well. So it stops me getting bored, certainly. And and I, yeah, I like to feel helpful. Um, I've got this ridiculous need to feel helpful for some reason. So it actually gives me lots of that. <laughs> so it, it's basically, isn't it? You know, I think to work in the medical profession on any level or any job really it is calling isn't it I think so I've always yeah like I said just I just want to help people <laughs> and I was good at science so I figured that would be the best way I I thought about doing something like scientific first um, and I actually did biomedical sciences as my first degree um, but then I figure I'm such a pain in the bum for chatting to people I can't really chat to a petri dish so I figured medicine it is <laughs> oh <laughs> lovely I'm, I'm pleased that you're not just chatting to petri dishes <laughs> exactly <laughs> life goes on but I mean you must be do a whole lot of talking at the moment during the pandemic I mean it, it must be 
really quite something. Yeah, so my whole day is now on the phones, whereas before it would be come in, see my waiting room full of people and having to bring them in and out. And then you've got a huge amount of admin time in the middle of the day, which is which is nice to, as a bit of a down um, downtime, basically, between patients. But now we're on telephone triage. It, I guess it, it, my list has gone up for the amount of people that I would see and talking all day my voice I mean you could probably hear it suffering today again um so I yeah I spent a lot of time talking but I do miss seeing people still <laughs> never thought I'd say it I miss my waiting room <laughs> oh I can imagine you do though I mean it's just that that whole thing about human contact as well isn't it that we just don't seem to have a great deal of during the pandemic because our lives have changed so vastly haven't they I know. I mean, I like that. I guess we're more accessible for people, but I really do miss, like you say, the human contact, being able to see people face to face. It's actually, it's more of a faff now if we have to bring somebody in to see them because then that actually takes more time. Whereas if they were there in front of you, you could just get to it. So yeah, very different times. Obviously people are told to phone NHS 111, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they have you know, out of hours problems or the coronavirus. But um, I mean, surely, as you said, it's really impacted your day because you've got many more people to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. So because we haven't got the football and we haven't not having to get up and see people in, see people out and helping, you know, maybe certainly at my other surgery my last surgery we had such a dodgy lift sometimes you'd spend 10 minutes trying to help people that needed to use a lift getting stuck um but because they know that we haven't got that now we're yeah certainly I've seen an increase in my list it's hard yeah it is hard and you know I suppose um it, it puts everybody under a lot of pressure doesn't it really yeah absolutely and you want to be able to run to time. That's something that I've always been really paramount on because um, I figure, I mean, back in the day when we were seeing people, if someone's just popped out to see me for, say, just a contraceptive pill check, but I'm running 40 minutes and they've said to their employer, I'll be out and back. And then I'm putting them in awkward positions where they're not back for like hours. Um, so as, as far as possible, obviously, emergencies and things aside I've always tried to run to time um, but now the list is bigger it's, it can be more complex still I'm having to sort of go through everything prior to my clinic just to make sure there's nothing that I need to call first because receptionists obviously aren't, aren't medical and they just put them in order for us um, and then similarly I want to run on time in case people are expecting a call between a certain time at work if they're still going to work and so yeah it is more pressure I think this way around Definitely. And I suppose um, it is on your colleagues as well. I mean, do you find yourself sort of having chats, um, you know, between each other and just having a good old moan, really? Because I think it's good to have a moan, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, I I miss, yeah, I miss being around just colleagues, you know. Um, I miss being with my receptionists. Um, They are, my girls are so much fun. But now I'm working purely from home, so I'm not going into the surgery. So I guess in the first wave, we all 
we were all in the same room pretty much we all had like um like um plastic sheets between us so that we were protected but it was so much fun to be in the room with all the receptionists and being able to have a moan if we needed to um I can't the amount of tea we were doing just went right up because we were all doing rounds for each other but it was nice and you can you can help people while they're trying to help people on the phone they can ask us questions it was really cool but now I feel yeah I'm just in my house now by myself which yeah. I always thought was the dream, but it's not. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, there, there's some degree of truth in this, isn't there? You know, in some ways that we do, in certain jobs, you do need a sort of separation in, you know, work in the office, so to speak, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. And you need those areas where you can just, where people that know how everything works and you can just go, oh, how am I going to do this? What, how can you help me? All the, and it's just not easily done now because, yeah, we're so far away and isolated from each other. So, I, yeah, it is hard. I miss the contact. Yeah. And the camaraderie. <laughs> the camaraderie. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you are doing a fantastic job. So thank you because it's not easy, oh. you know, for anybody in the, the medical profession right now because, you know, you're needed tenfold, aren't you, really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, with the virus, obviously comes the virus cases, but there's also so much anxiety and questions around it just for everyday things as well that we need to be able to answer for people. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah. And then yeah. I suppose, you know, into next year, we're looking at the rolling out of vaccines, aren't we? So I, I should imagine that, you know, that that's going to come into play in, in local surgeries as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think we've been told in the uh, Hertfordshire region that we'll be one of the first. Yeah, definitely. So what is your surgery, Claire? Because I don't, I don't actually know. What is it? Yeah, so actually I've just left my long-term surgery in Bedfordshire, uh, which was Cranfield and Marston. Um, obviously, you'll know that was the Captain Tom thing. And then um, I'm now doing a bit of locum work in Hertfordshire and hoping to find because I live in Hertfordshire and the commute to Bedfordshire was always very hard and country roads and my car wasn't happy so I'm now looking for somewhere a bit closer to home to settle so yeah I'm now in in Hertfordshire but still at my house because <laughs> until I find somewhere to settle. Because of the situation so yeah. when you were working at, at the the Crown um Cranfield. Cranfield yeah yes um and you were actually seeing Captain Tom weren't you as a patient yes he was he came in initially I can't remember what for but he came it was a regular it was a dressing thing um and so he was always downstairs with nurse Claire um but the whole surgery knew him like whenever he came in everyone was like oh Tom's in the waiting room so everyone would make an effort to go and say hello because he was literally how he comes across in the media he is that level of sunshine personified um yeah and then I, I got more involved with him when um he needed a review for the spot in his head that the nurse found um and I, I sorted him out for that one. Oh, fantastic so yeah so he really is uh, an amazing guy isn't he Absolutely. He, 
He's just so thoughtful. Uh, he used to have lots of chats with uh, Nurse Claire about uh, the Formula One because they're both big fans. Um, he knew that chocolate orange was a favourite chocolate of mine. So he would often bring in a chocolate orange in case we didn't get to have our lunch breaks because quite often you just work through lunch. Um, and So he'd come in with a chocolate orange just to say, this is for you in case you don't get your lunch. I know this sugar rush will keep you going just the best guy basically best human. <laughs> so yeah and then obviously you know he turned his caring talents didn't he to raise all that money for the NHS yeah we, we remember him sort of talking about it and we were saying oh, that's a really cool idea um you know we were like, don't overdo it though like <laughs> we were like don't like kill yourself for this but he's done amazingly well um and he's always said, you know, it's because he's so appreciative of everything uh, we did for him and the wider NHS as well, because he had a wonderful experience with his hip hop as well. So, yeah, it was just an amazing thing. And I can't believe how far it's gone, actually. Quite something. And then, of course, you've had some sort of other involvement, haven't you, with the fact that he's got a portrait in uh, the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. Absolutely. So it's such a small world. So my a very good friend of mine, Michelle, um, she is a painter. And we actually met randomly um, on a yoga holiday. A, gosh, maybe 10 years or more ago. Um, and we both went to this yoga holiday alone. And we were put in the same room. I think we were the only people that turned up alone. So we were put in a room together because our yoga teacher knew that we were both ex-dancers, got on like a house on fire and then just sort of got out of touch a little bit. And then more recently, she messaged to say, hi, Claire, hope you're well. I'm now painting and I've done a portrait of um, Captain Sir Tom Moore, who I believe is your patient. Um, I've raised a great amount of money for it, but the buyer would like to see the painting hung somewhere where it can continue to inspire people and um, maybe in a hospital or something like that, which you know somewhere that, you know, suitable. Um, so that was amazing because my best friend work, used to work in Chelsea and Westminster who look after the Chelsea veterans. And I thought that would be an amazing place for it, given that... Um, He's ex-military and we look after those ex-military men there. Um, so, yeah, got in touch with Chelsea and Westminster, um, having got all the contacts off my best friend, Katrina Shake. Um, and, she, yeah, we organised for the painting to go there. And I, that's the first time I saw Michelle in so many years. We got to go down there to London together and went to the big reveal. And <laughs> It was Aww. it was unreal, yeah. So travelled down, and obviously it was in the midst of COVID. So went to a park and had a cheeky mini prosecco to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely! So, and what did you get to learn? What Captain Tom's um, thoughts were on this portrait? So I actually showed him before um, we went down there because I had to do a home visit. Um, and I said, oh, you'll, you'll never guess, Tom. One of my friends has done this portrait of you. You've got to see it. Because I think 
I'm probably biased, but I think it's one of the best that I've seen. It's her talent is phenomenal. Um, and he saw it and he, he was blown away himself. He said, it's really wonderful. He really liked it. And I said, he's, uh, I said, oh, it's going to go to the, um, the Chelsea vets for them to enjoy. And he said, oh, yes, I know the Chelsea veterans. He said, um, I think they're all quite old as well, but I'm not sure if any of them are 100 like I am. <laughs> <laughs> I so that. I said, oh, if I, if I find out, I'll let you know. <laughs> but possibly you'll be to them in the age in the age race <laughs> oh lovely lovely so he that that's what his thoughts on it were as well so that that again you know really sort of raised funds didn't it for the nhs charities so um with the selling of that painting absolutely i, I can't remember the figure it went for but it was a great amount like it was a huge amount that would change a lot for nhs so amazing yeah Fantastic. So yeah, so you, you've been quite instrumental in, uh, in making sure that people can enjoy looking at our national hero as well. So he is he's definitely one of our national heroes this year, isn't he? I mean, what, what an inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he seems to be enjoying it as well. He's always loved Michael Ball and now they're best friends. So that's a very, I'm glad for him. <laughs> how life has changed around that is a lovely story definitely um on its own isn't it and as you said you know he seems like he he's definitely Mr Sunshine anyway so he's just someone that makes just makes you feel better just by being around him he's one of those personalities and he always has been so yeah I'm, I'm actually pleased that the world now can see that because I think we all needed a bit of that at such a strange time Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, as you said, it, it, it's well, we've all said it's a completely strange time for all of us, isn't it? You know, mm. I mean, never would we have thought this time last year that we, you know, won't be able to go and hug our friends. I think that's the biggest thing for me I, is when I have seen friends, I'm not able to hug them. No, just an elbow bump. It's like the saddest elbow bump in the world, isn't it? Do you, do you find sort of a... a a trend in patients being a lot more anxious than perhaps they've ever been before. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of calls are, sometimes a lot of calls are just um, retracing their contact with people to see if it's actually okay to continue to be, to be normal, basically to go and deliver shopping to their mothers or whatever, because it's so complex and complicated. The anxiety that some someone may pass this horrific virus onto someone they love it's 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 a huge anxiety for people but I've just I've seen people being very um sensible and cautious about it so that's quite nice to see so I'm always happy to help if you know we have to literally just retrace some steps with people as to what their risk would be if they need to isolate should they need a test that kind of thing so yeah Yeah. it's positive anxiousness I guess (laughs) Yeah, positive anxiousness. I mean, you know, it's there's been a lot of controversy, though, hasn't there, about the NHS test and trace app and, you know, whether it actually works and and all this type of thing. But anything is worth got to be uh, worth a try just to try and keep on top of this, surely. Absolutely. I think we, we need to get on top of it because it's having a huge effect on people's mental health. For sure, I think you know p- places like gyms, dance studios where people go 
that's their that's their happy place outside of work that's what they need to de-stress um all of those are closed it's it's hard certainly I know I, mean, I do a bit of uh, ballet teaching for my friend's school and the kids have been so good about it but you can tell they're just dying to get back to the studio and it's hard it's hard yeah it is hard well Claire thank you for, for coming on it's been great to chat to you and you know keep up the good work thank you thank you for having me it's uh it's been a lot of fun it's really fun thank you so much